0: Oh man, it's great to be with you guys today and we're kicking off a new series today. I'm excited about this. Uh, some of us have unfortunately been victim to customer service. You know, you call in, you're on hold for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you start to lose your mind a little bit, right? I'll tell you what, recently I had to call customer service for something and After an hour, I'm still on hold, haven't spoken with anyone. Then it's an hour and 10 minutes, that's an hour and 20 minutes. And then I just started screenshotting stuff just so you'd believe me. Here we go, an hour, 48 minutes and 22 seconds, I'm still on hold. Two hours, two minutes and 47 seconds, I'm still on hold. Two hours, five minutes and 44 seconds, on hold. Finally, at two hours, seven minutes and 42 seconds, someone finally greets me and says hello sir how can I help you it then takes me 10 seconds to tell them what my problem is and four seconds for them to tell me back they can do nothing about it (laughs) is that awesome wonderful right man it's it's so frustrating to reach out for help and feel like you don't get anything back and sometimes we can feel like that in our relationship with God a little bit you know I bet some of you right now would just I just feel a little distant from God Or maybe some of you would say, you know, I I don't know why, but lately I've just been so sad. I I feel so emotional. I've been crying lately. I've just been broken lately. Maybe some of you would say, you know, I, I not only feel down, but I feel like others are almost taking shots at me. It's almost like people are looking at me and saying, oh, now where's this God that's supposed to be there for you? Where's this God that you talk about? And here in this difficult time, it seems like he's not making the difference that you would hope he'd make. Some of you have felt depression overcoming you. Some of you have felt like there's almost this rising river in your life. You know, as, as the river of stress kind of normally winds through our life, sometimes it kind of overflows the banks, doesn't it? Some of us are feeling that right now. Some of us feels like there's some kind of mountain in our way, right? A mountain of discouragement, a mountain of struggle, a mountain of financial trouble, a mountain of sickness or illness or loss. Some of us feel like, all right, maybe there's not a mountain in front of me, but there's this hill that's kind of in my way, and I'd be okay with the hill if it wasn't for the fact that I just swam through the rising river and scaled the mountain before I got to this hill, so there's no, no, this hill shouldn't be a huge deal, but it really feels like a huge deal right now. Some of us just feel a little bit forgotten by God, and when any or all of those things are true of us, feelings can try to take over really quickly, can't they? Like feelings can just completely take over. And if we let them, then they're gonna eat us up and spit us out, aren't they? I know that from life. I know that because I've lived it. I know how hard it can be to you know, look at those feelings and then overcome them. And so what do we do in that place? Well, today and next week, I wanna talk with you about this word praise. And we're gonna talk about the decision to praise and the power of praise. And now I'm not just talking about praise like we just did together, although I really needed that. I don't know about you, I so needed that worship set here today in the room with you. It's, it, something happens, I hope you know that. When we're here together and we're worshiping God, something powerful happens that doesn't happen anywhere else. God's up to something unique when we do this. And I felt God's presence in a powerful way as we sung together today. But I'm not just talking about that kind of praise. I'm also talking about the praise that just comes off of our lips as we're walking through our week. The the praise that we speak out or shout out or, or write down even to remind ourselves of who this great God is and all that he's done in our life. This is so important to talk about because as we're going to see today, that praise frees us from so many of our prisons. Praise frees us from so many of the weights that we carry on us, and God's just so good to us in that way. If you're not a follower of Jesus, I'm so glad you're here, and you are going to hear what Jesus has done for you. You're going to hear what Jesus wants to continue to do in your life in some powerful ways. If you're watching online, we're so thankful that you are with us here today. So we're going to look at Psalm 42. And Matthew Henry is a Bible commentator. He lived back in the 1700s. And you guys hear me bring up his name a lot because I love to read his stuff. You know, as he would go through verse by verse through the Bible, he would write down and commentate on the things that he felt God put on his heart. And so reading through his commentary as I get ready for messages along with some others, it's just a beautiful way to really understand God's word. And what I love what he does with this passage here. I love what he does here in Psalm 42, because basically he breaks up the verses into two different sections. He says you have your sense section, or your feelings section, in other words, it's the things you sense in life, or the things that you feel, but then there's your faith section. And so really, he takes the verses, and we look at the feelings that we have, and the things we wrestle with, but then he says, but here's what faith would say, and here's what faith would do. And so as we go through this together today, I want us to focus on those two words. Everybody say feelings. Everybody say faith. And as we're going to see, feelings help us kind of see one thing. And it's important. We need to be in touch with feelings. We know where we are. We know what's going on. We know the needs we have. We know the prayers we need to pray. But at the end of the day, feelings only get us so far. And at the end of the day, feelings, like I said, if we allow them to, will eat us up and spit us right back out. But faith helps us see things in a totally different way. We're going to see the connection between faith and praise today and faith and praise and the feelings that we have that sometimes are just really, truly destroying our lives. And so I hope you guys will join me as we read together in Psalm 42 and as we harp on this idea of a choice. We have a choice today to either let our feelings destroy us or let faith cause us to rise above. Our, Our feelings want to ruin us. Everybody say, I won't let them. I won't let them, I'm not going to let the feelings and the emotions, which by the way are very real and sometimes even accurate, I'm not going to let them own me. Psalm 42 verse 1. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you my God. Now if you were putting the verses into different brackets of faith and feelings, I think a lot of us would say that's a faith verse. I'm looking at that man, that deer is paying for that water, just like I'm paying for God. Like what a beautiful illustration. You know, if you ladies heard that line in a movie, you know, you know you'd be talking about it, right? there's some kind of deer thirsting for something, just like that, I love you. Right? You'd be calling your girlfriends on the way home, like, oh, did you see the muted heart? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was in that amazing line about the deer. I know, I know. Right? Like it'd be a whole thing for you, right? hoping that the man in your life would say something like that, right? It's, come on, guys, take some notes, right? But this is not a feelings verse. I'm sorry, this is not a faith verse. This is actually a feelings verse. Okay, we're going to see why that's true in just a minute. How many of you guys grew up in church or youth group and you remember the song, As the Deer Pants for the Water? Anybody remember that old school song? Man, we killed that one, didn't we? Oh my gosh, we did that every week for like eight years. And one Sunday, I was out in Jersey, I was a youth pastor out there for a while, and one of the youth group kids was asking, well, what songs are we singing tonight? And I mentioned, as the deer was one of them, and he just looks at me and goes, shoot the deer. (laughs) He's like, I'm done with the deer, right? And so we really killed this this song. But I'll tell you what, this verse sounds like so inspirational and maybe we've got it like sewn into a pillow or a Bible cover at home or something like that. And I don't want to ruin it for you, but the truth is this is a feelings verse, not a faith verse. The reason he's so thirsty and bringing up this deer longing for water is because he actually can't get to God like he wants to. We'll see that in the next Verse, it says this in verse 2, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? He's saying, I'm thirsty for you because I can't get you right now. I can't get close to you like I want to get close to you. And back when this psalm would have been written, a lot of us know, right? I'm going to catch up the rest of us. A lot of us know that God's presence was only in so many places. It's not like we have it today where God's presence goes with you and I everywhere. No, he had to go to the place of worship and he couldn't go to the place of worship right now. We're gonna find out why in a few verses. But back in this time, he's saying, I just want God, I can't get God, I can't get near God, I can't get God in the way that I want God right now. That's a feelings thing. And some of us, though we do have the Holy Spirit in us, maybe we're not feeling him like we once did. Maybe we're not sensing his presence like maybe in times in the past. What do we do right there? Look at verse three. My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? My tears have been my food day and night. Some of you guys know that my family moved a few years back, and we bought a real fixer upper. I mean, everything outside, inside needs basically re- replacing, and we've been gutting it. I'm still working on it. I'll be working on it until Jesus returns, I'm pretty sure. But you guys know that I love two places to eat. So the first one is? Okay, second one is? All right, good. First service nailed it, too. You. you guys actually pay attention in church. Good job. Thank you very much. Okay, today I want to talk about Ciro's, because last week was probably Chick-fil-A. I'll just keep alternating for a while. But a few years ago, as we moved in, Chick-fil-A wasn't there yet, so my only option close was Ciro's. I'm burning probably 2,000 calories a day working on this house that first week. I took off vacation, Took a vacation. And I'm just beating walls down, taking a sledgehammer to the kitchen. And so for days, I ate every single meal from Ciro's, like every meal like I was waiting for y'all to show up in my living room for an intervention you know like everyone look at Doug it's gonna be all right we're gonna get through this together you know totally expecting that but at the end of the day then that that whole week my my food right day and night was cereals but but sometimes sadly our tears are our food day and night our tears are our food we're going through the day and we're crying or or at least we feel like we could be there even if physically that's not What's happening, but the psalmist here is saying, Not only do I feel far from you, but then I got people saying, Where's your God? Not only am I broken, but people are calling me out saying, Where is your God? I don't know if you've ever been there, but somebody just saying, like, I don't see this God that you speak of. I don't see this God that you sing of, and you tell me so great, where is he right now? You know, as I was writing this message, I felt kind of like I was drowning under an ocean of sadness and and discouragement, and and stress. And sometimes it's so easy to just let those feelings win. But what do we do? Verse 4, these things I remember. Everybody say, I remember. remember. Everybody say, "I I remember. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. He's saying, man, I used to be able to just walk into the place of worship, and God's presence was there, and the people were worshiping, and it was exciting, and we were celebrating what God was doing. We were all on this mountaintop of emotion and and presence of God, and there we were, and he's saying, from this this place, I have to remember that place. Because he's not there right now. And so from this place, a difficult place, a hard place, I have to remember the moments when God felt close. Finally, we get to some faith verses. Verse 5, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? That question, those questions are so important. If you can begin to ask your soul those questions, you're on the way toward finding some joy and hope. If you can at least ask your soul those questions, I'd say say them out loud. I'd say for those of you guys who are journalers, journal it down. Ask yourself that question, why am I so sad? Now that seems like a feelings verse. It doesn't seem like a faith verse. Because those seem like feelings questions. But this is a faith verse right here. And the reason it's a faith verse is because the writer is not asking those questions so then he can answer them with all his problems. He isn't saying, Why are you so downcast, oh soul? So that you can then just say, Oh, because I'm still single, or my marriage is struggling, or I'm, I'm sick, or I lost someone I love. Like That's not his goal here. His goal here is instead to begin to speak from faith. It's time to start to speak. Faith, so he's asking his soul this question Why are you so downcast? Because he knows at the end of the day, as hard as life is, he shouldn't be downcast, his soul shouldn't be disturbed, even though he's walking through some difficulty. But how does that work? Look at the next part of the verse Put your hope in God. Now we're talking from faith. I'm going to put my hope in God. He's saying, Soul, put your hope in God. Now, Pastor Bravone over the years has said something many times that I love, and I think it's so great that we get to bring it up once in a while and remind you. He has said that the most important preacher in your life is who? Anybody remember? Yeah, he got it right. I mean, good job, Pastor. Right? <laughs> the most important preacher in your life is you. It's not anyone that ever stands on this stage. It's not the YouTuber that has 30 million followers, that has this huge church down in Texas or something. It's not this incredible author who has 95 books written out. It's you. You know why? A couple of reasons. Number one, I don't know if you know this, you're always with you. So you can preach to you. I'm not always with you. I wish I was. You'd probably think it's creepy, all right? But I'm not always with you, I can't always be there tapping your shoulder saying, come on, let's keep putting our hope in God, come on, let's, right? And the blogger and the, the awesome podcaster and the author, like all that comes to an end, it only goes so far. But you can always be preaching to your own soul. You can always be challenging that soul that's downcast for some reason. You can always be reminding yourself to put your hope in God. And here's another reason it's important that you can preach to yourself. Because I could preach to you all day long. You're like, please don't, I won't, don't worry. I could preach to you all day long, but it's your choice whether you let that penetrate your heart or not. But if you're preaching to your soul, you're obviously already in on this. You're already committed. You're already showing some ownership and some, oh no, I'm gonna see God do something in my soul because I'm not okay staying like this. And so we've got to preach to our souls. Everybody said the most important preacher in my life is me. That's the truth. That's the truth. Let's look at the next part of the verse. For I will yet praise him. There is our key verse. That's what our series is built on. I will yet praise him. I'm going to praise him from a place of faith and not feeling. Again, this is a faith verse. It is a choice to praise him. There's some resolve in that. I like that. I like that the author is saying, oh, I'm going to praise him. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I feel this way. I do feel this way. It's very real. I'm not pretending I don't feel this way. But at the end of it all, I will yet praise him. I love that. My sadness, my sickness, my pain, my loss will not shut my praise up. I love that. But I love something more than that. (laughs) You see, I'm not just telling you today to, to praise because it's right or it's good. You see, I think There are a trillion reasons to legitimately praise God even in our darkest moments. And so I'm not saying today, come on, guys, we should praise him because it's right. Oh, it is right. But there are so many reasons to still praise God even when things are awful, even when things are very broken in our lives. So I'm not just saying you should praise him even if it's empty words. Remember when you were a kid or some of the kids in the room, you can relate to this because it probably happened this morning or yesterday, and you got into like an all-out brawl with your sibling or your cousin or something, and your parents came running in the room, and they, break it up, break it up, you know, and they take the lamp out of your hand before you smash it over their head, right? And then what do they say? Say you're sorry and how much you love each other. It's completely ridiculous. You don't love them right then, right? You're like, and, and then you speak out empty words, words that have nothing behind them. That's not what I'm telling you to do today. I'm telling you today that there's always something legitimate to praise God about, even when everything else feels incredibly painful. The second thing I need you to know is that as we speak out praise, it breaks chains off of us. As we speak out chains, uh, praise. Don't speak out chains. As we speak out praise, it begins to destroy that troubled, broken spirit inside of us. Something happens. God's so good to us because our praise glorifies Him, but it also frees us up. That's just a gracious, good God to us. And so, when we praise God, the chains fall off us. Everybody say, "When I praise God, the chains fall off me." What a powerful thing we have. What a beautiful gift we have called praise. Matthew Henry says it this way, the way to forget the sense of our miseries is to remember the God of our mercies. The way to forget the miseries is remember the God of our mercies. You know, uh, there's something in me that's always like, God, I just want to see you do something huge. You know, like do something big. And, and, And there's faith in that, but there's also like a little bit of like probably inappropriate attitude, like, come on, God, like, do something, like, 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 I really want to see it, but there's probably a little too much of my flesh in that, like, God, just come on, and recently, because I, I, you know, throughout my life, I've just sort of been like, come on, God, just do something huge, you know, I'll just speak that out once in a while, and recently I said that, and out of a little bit of frustration, like, why aren't we seeing more, and I kind of felt like God tapped me on the shoulder, was like, hey, bro, like, you know, you almost died a few months ago, right, and I, like, did this huge thing, And I'm like, all right, about that. Yes, Lord, thank you for that so much. I I so appreciate that you did that, Lord. But I think sometimes maybe people have the wrong idea of me that, like, because God did that, I'm just like, Doug's always just walking on clouds, man. He's like, you know, hanging out with the Holy Spirit, and they're like doing this and that. And like, like, that'd be great, but if I'm honest, there are times the miseries try to creep in. There are times the sadness becomes overwhelming. There are times anxiety or stress, or they're trying to own me. Just like the lighting. (laughs) They're trying to own me. And what I have to instead do is I have to praise the God of my mercies, right? I have to keep going back. I have to keep allowing that to overshadow the miseries because as great as experiences we have all have in God, there are still times where, man, life is just so hard it's just so painful you know i hate the division in our world right now like hate it i'm so you know just affected by it i'm so impacted by just feeling like we have so many people going through so much it just feels like a a huge cloud over every day and i've got to fight my way to joy and praise is such a huge part of that i love what it says here next just a few words my savior and my god my savior and my god i love that because here's a couple reasons legitimate reasons that we always have to praise you see someone saved us which means no matter what we're going through no matter how difficult our life is That always can be a beautiful, legitimate source of praise. My wife, Kelly, had a doctor many years ago who was at the beach and he heard a commotion in the water and he saw a woman was drowning. He jumped in and he rescued her and pulled her out and put her out on the beach and saved her. And I only have to believe, I don't know the whole end of the story or anything, but I would have to believe that as she's out on the town and she runs into this guy, there's one thing on her lips and that is praise. Praise. That is gratitude. That is thank you for what you did to save me. That woman could have been having the worst day of her life, but she sees that Savior walk up to her. She's going to have praise on her lips. And the same has got to be true for you and for me. Someone saved us. And we say this a lot here, but I think it's worth repeating, that if all we had was a Savior and a God, and we didn't have a God that blessed us with anything else, we still have every reason to praise even if we don't get the other things we hope for. And often we do get many of the things we hope for. Those are all reasons to praise, but if these were the only two, then that's enough. Verse six. My soul's downcast within me. Therefore I will remember you. Everybody say I'll remember you. Amen. From the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. This is such a powerful verse. Why is it powerful? Because he said, I will remember you from these three places. Well, why are the three places important? The three places are important because there are three places he hid so that he would not be killed by his enemies. And from the place where he could be killed by his enemies, he is remembering God. Let's talk about these three places for a minute. The land of the Jordan is talking about where the Jordan River rises up over the banks. And like I said earlier, many of us have a river of anxiety rising up over the banks, the river of discouragement rising up over the banks of our lives. And here is the writer saying, I will remember you. The height of Hermon is these three mountain peaks. And some of us have mountains in our way right now. And we feel exhausted trying to scale them. We have to remember God. Mount Mazar literally means little hill. So there's this little hill in our way, but we're just so tired from all the stuff we already did before that the little hill feels like a huge mountain. Maybe you've been driven to the small hill. Maybe you've been driven to the mountain range or you're swimming in the river and you're just trying to keep your head above water. He will remember his God. Verse 7, Deep calls to the deep, excuse me, deep calls to the deep and the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. We have imagery of waterfall and waves sweeping over the writer here. And as we study these verses, we find out that really what this verse means is it's one trouble after another. Like the waves crash down one after another. It's trouble after trouble, trouble, it's affliction after affliction, it's sorrow rolling over his soul. But then, in verse 8. We get to faith again. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. The writer asked his soul why he's so downcast, why he's so disturbed, but because in comparison to all that God has done, there's no way you can say that I haven't been blessed. He's saying there's no way I can say that his love hasn't been directed toward me and that there's a song in my heart and there's a prayer to my God. Maybe if God weren't in the picture and life was this hard, we could complain all day long. But if I've got God with me, then man, there's got to be praise on my lips. I want to just illustrate this with a couple of scales for you. Let's say I took this first scale, okay? And I put every last horrible thing that's ever happened to all of us on it. Okay? And you each had a scale. Let's, let's say it that way. You each had a scale. And I said, okay, I want you to put on this scale your disappointments, your losses, your pain, your heartache, all the things that are going on in your body, the financial stress, your job, your kids, your spouse, your relationships, being single, like all, just put everything that's hard right now on the scale. And you know what would happen? It would come out to a lot of weight, a very heavy weight, a weight none of us can bear. Very real, very painful. But then if I were to say, okay, now let's take this scale and on this scale, let's take every blessing we've been ever given. Let's get you know our joy let's get our peace on here let's get laughter let's get little kids running around and just being funny and cute let's let's get our relationships that are healthy and good and a blessing from god let's get on here the fact that you and i are loved by god let's get on this one just good food let's get on this one the car you drove let's get on this one our uh, the place we laid our head last night let's get on this one every provision god's ever poured out in our life let's get on this one every good memory we ever have and then if that weren't enough to outweigh all that, can we heap some salvation and forgiveness on this one? And guess what happens? The scale breaks. There's no way we can compare the two. Uh, these are very real. We know that more than ever, don't we? But this simply outweighs everything on that scale. And that's why the writer, I think, can say why so downcast. In other words, he's not pretending nothing hard isn't happening. He's just saying, why though? Like, yes, there's hard things happening, but, but so much more is the good that God has placed in my life. Verse nine, I say to God, my rock, he's back to feelings. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Again, those feelings will own us every single time if we let them. Everybody say, I won't let them. Let's go on. Last part of the chapter. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, and we get our two words again, my what? My Savior and my God. Here is our faith talking to our feelings. Here is our faith bringing out praise, bringing out the good, bringing out the hope, bringing out the joy speaking to all the feelings that every one of us experiences, by the way. And here we're finding that those circumstances can be so difficult. I'm going to move past what I feel and start speaking and praising from faith. Yet I will praise my God. Yet I will praise my God. Regardless of what has come, we can choose to praise God. And so do you sometimes feel far from God, like you just can't get close to him maybe in this season like you might want to? Do you feel sad? Do you feel depressed? Do you feel that rising river of anxiety? Do you feel that mountain of discouragement? Do you feel that little hill that's just too much to try to mount right now? And are some people taunting you about God? Do you feel maybe even forgotten by God? What do you do? You preach to your soul. You preach to your soul. You remind that soul there's no reason to be downcast. Oh, oh! naturally, there's a million reasons to be downcast, but supernaturally, there's a trillion reasons not to. There's no comparison. The scale breaks. What God's done for us is so much stronger, so much greater, so much bigger than the pain that we've walked through. And then we praise our way to freedom. We speak out the good Sometimes I'll just write a list out of the things that God has given me, silly things to very big things, you know, little things to huge things. And it just impacts and makes a difference in my life. The morning I was finishing up this message. I was wide awake at 6 a.m. Some of you guys are like, yeah, I get up at 4. Um, I don't love that. I, actually, a lady after the service was like, I get up at 4.40. I was like, have fun with that. Um, but I was up at 6. And I'm laying there, and some of you guys, man, you've already jogged three miles and spent an hour with Jesus and, like, baked muffins and stuff, but I, like, if I can get another hour, I'm happy, a very, very happy person. And so I'm just laying there, and I'm so stressed out, and I'm so sad, and I'm so discouraged. But I start to just tell the Lord how painful this is, and then I start to speak out praise and I start to write out some praise and I start to thank him for this blessing and that blessing and this person and that person and this encouragement and that encouragement and this downcast disturbed soul begins to turn the corner. And that's what we begin to practice. We're going to see more and more joy and more and more peace and more and more strength. We're going to be able to walk in freedom from so many of the chains that just try to own us so many of the things that in our lifetime right now are upside down. So many of the things in our lifetime right now that are just backwards from what they thought they would be. We thought they would be. And that can totally own us or we can keep on looking to the Lord who's holding us. You know, I got really emotional in the song right before the message today because it talked about God holding us. And... Uh, I was just taken back to that vision that God gave me in the hospital of God holding me. And it was so real to me then, you know. It was like, yes, God, you have to hold me because I will not make it. (laughs) I will not live if you don't. And today, as we are singing that, it just felt like God was reminding me that he's holding me just as much right now. He's holding you just as much. The hardship we walk through and the pain we experience. Our Father, strong and mighty and capable and able, is holding us. He's holding you through every struggle and every downfall and every regret and every relationship issue and every fear and every... Everything you look back on and think, I thought life was going to be this way. He's holding you and I through it all. And it's from that place that we can praise. It's from that place of security, of knowing that we're his and knowing that these arms we cannot be ripped from, that we can praise no matter what. If you're not a father of Jesus, you heard me talk about how we have a savior and a God. And you know those are gifts. Those are gifts given to you and me. Those are gifts that we could never earn. And if you're here today saying, I don't know if God loves me or wants me or is interested in me in any way, I want you to know today that his love for you is so great. And he got on the cross to die in our place, and he walked through all the pain that we walk through. And he wants you to know a relationship with him and then the joy that he can give. You know, this world is so hard. I cannot imagine going through it without Jesus. I wouldn't make it. What a difference to go through every day knowing that my Father holds me, that the Spirit's in me, and my Savior is with me. Let's pray together. God, we're amazed at you, Lord, today. We thank you, Lord, that you hold us fast in the same way that I was physically held, Lord. You sustain my life, God. That's how you hold every one of us. And I thank you, God, that there's nothing that can separate us from your love, that you work all things for good, that all the things we experience in this life, you're writing some kind of beautiful story, whether we can see it or not. If you're a follower of Jesus, I want you to take a minute and just begin to preach to your soul if you've been downcast and disturbed lately, it's time to speak life, speak praise. I encourage you to just begin to thank God for some of the things in your life. And I get it, there are so many disappointments and there are so many hurts and pains, but don't speak those right now. It's okay to speak those, but just not right now. Instead, speak out. as many ways that you can think of that God has blessed you. If you're not a follower of Jesus, I'd love for you to pray with me now. You can say something quietly like this to Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying in my place. And today I ask you to be my savior and my God, forgiving me from all my sin and all the wrong that I've done. And I thank you for this gift. Show me, Jesus, how to live for you. Just before we pray today, or I'm sorry, before we sing, we could just have everybody just kind of keep their eyes closed. You know, you don't have to do this, but it's cool to be able to celebrate when God brings someone to himself. And so if you want to, so that I can be praying for you, we can also celebrate a little today. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, I'd love for you to just look me in the eyes real quick. Anybody do that? Just look me in the eyes. That's awesome. Anybody else do that today? The first time, just invited Jesus to be your Savior you're watching online yeah i see you that's awesome if you're watching online you can also just comment in some way god we're so thankful for those that look to you for the first time today jesus you're a good God. your name